right, we are here. This is happening. My name is Christian, and welcome to the very first episode of the Silverback Entrepreneur Podcast. Let's get on with it, and let's find out what this new project is all about. This podcast and this project is about... I would tell you that we're going to explore the world of business, personal growth, and success from the perspective of seasoned entrepreneurs. I'm gonna share some stories with you of folks that I've worked with, and then I'm also gonna share with you some stories of other folks that I haven't worked with, but I actually look up to them because of what they've been able to do in business. And as well, eventually we're gonna have people on the show that are gonna talk to us about what they've done and how they've gotten to where they are. So that that is a textbook definition of what this uh, project and, and podcast is. Okay, so before we get this show on the road, let's talk about me just a little bit, um, even though I don't like to do so. Um, My name is Christian. I live in Ontario, Canada, and over the past 12 years, I have been involved in many different industries. I've been in the construction industry. I've been in HVAC. Um, I'm currently still in HVAC as a consultant. Um, Electrical, as well as logistics. Um, And what I noticed that over those past 12 years, working the front lines and also working at at senior senior management, ranging from 500,000 to um, 500 million in, in revenue at these companies is that sometimes a lot of these entrepreneurs in business and businesses really don't achieve their full potential. Sometimes there's a lack of vision of what the end result is and you tend to fall into this day-to-day struggle uh, or day-to-day monotony that, okay, we need to make profit. Oh, we need to do this. Oh, we need to do that. And then some things uh, start to fall to the wayside, and that's where you start to see that folks get burned out, folks start to go out of business, businesses get bought out by competitors because the the spark gets lost. So I, I started to, to see those things. Um, and also myself, um, I own my consulting practice, the Rojas Group. Um, I own another marketing business, Roll Billboards, with a couple of business partners. Um, and I am responsible for the day-to-day for three other businesses, um, mainly as a consultant. So it's really been an eye-opening experience to work uh, hand-in-hand with business owners, business owners and entrepreneurs and really see what makes them tick, see where they want to go and see where that end result is because it, it, it really... It really gives a leg up on where you go from here, how you grow the business, how you step away from the business, um, and so on. So the way I, I framed the Rojas Group, the Rojas Group uh, was my side hustle where I was advising people here and there. Um, and then this past February, when, when I parted ways with um, obviously my last employer after a, a very, very arduous turnaround, um, I went ahead and looked at my wife, Melissa, and you'll hear a lot about Melissa because without Melissa's support, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. Um, I looked at her and said, well, what if we go full tilt on, on my consulting gig? And, you know, I start to really do what I want to do, which is help 
entrepreneurs and business owners find and continue to have that spark to do what they do while looking after their people, building a business that is self-managing and brings profitability. And so what we did is we rebranded the Rojas Group and we made it official. Uh, we registered it with the province and everything. Um, and the practice is built on three pillars, culture, systems, and profit. And after being in these industries for a number of years and talking to different people and in, in um, networking sessions as suppliers, as friends, uh, really, those are the three things where uh, businesses need a bit of a hand, and that's where more or less I come in. Um, so really, if you're a first-time entrepreneur, we'll help you start your first business. If you're mid-size and you're ready to take the next step, uh, go above those 500000 and to the one to two million, we'll help you with that glass ceiling that you're eventually going to hit. Um, and then when you're a large scale company and you're playing above 5 million, then we'll help with direction because sometimes to make that jump, it's a drain on resources. It's a drain on you as a business owner. It's a drain, it's a drain on your people. If the right culture and the right systems are not, are, are not set. So that's, that, that's what I do. That that's me. Um, I, I can tell you that I've been a, an entrepreneur since I was, since I was young. Um, my, my first business was in Mexico actually, and I used to sell cardboard, uh, because the recycling program in, in that part of, of America, if we say like that, um, is a little bit different. Um, it's nothing like it is here in the U S and Canada. Um, so what I used to do is I used to go to the open air market, um, and then I would get all the cardboard from all the vendors because at the end of the day, they're just going to leave it there. They have to go dump it somewhere. So I would take that from them and then I would go sell it off to uh, places that bought scrap metal. They also bought cardboard and then they eventually filled up the big trucks and they went and um, and sold and sold people said products. So so that that's what I used to do. And that, that was my first little enterprise. Um, then later on uh, in life, I, I was very deep in spirituality. I'm still a very spiritual person. And uh, I started to actually read tarot cards and go into other spiritual practices. And then that was, uh, I'll say, my second business. And that was a business that I managed to grow, scale within six months at very little cost other than my own time and me being the only overhead to a, a very profitable profitable business so um, I have been around business and strategizing for quite a while now and and I'm here to to help folks that that want to try the entrepreneur life so that is who I am so the very first question that I get from folks when I get in front of them be it in a discovery call be it in a networking session or whatever may have you is well christian do you study business like do you have your mba what, what what's the what's the story with you and actually i did not study business uh actually my mom she wanted me to study business uh because she thought that that would be like a pathway for me to actually have a good decent paying job and so on and so forth like we uh like we used to think um i actually studied sociology 
And in my study of sociology, I came to what is known as the sociology of work. So I did not study business per se, but I studied the back end of business, the people component of business. So in my master's thesis, what I wrote about, I wrote about coercion. And when you talk about coercion, so a force that makes a person act a certain way, being afraid to lose something, be it their means of income, be it their freedom, whatever, whatever, they are going to engage in behaviors in order to protect said thing that they hold so dear. So when I started to look at different work structures uh, from a research perspective, I started to come across the topic of, of culture. So that's why in my framework, um, the first pillar is always culture. Because as a business owner, you are the culture. So when I work with anyone, I always spend at least seven days, depending on uh, what type of um, co um, consulting package we're doing, um, I spend at least seven days with the owner CEO. And I do that because the owner slash CEO is actually the culture. So the way you carry yourself, the way you react to problems, the way you you move forward with your strategy and the way you try to get buy-in is going to influence absolutely everything that happens in your business. So that's why culture to me is one of the most important things. If you want to have a cutthroat, nasty culture, you can imagine that your employees are going to do the exact same thing. If you have a culture of what we call social support, and it's a culture that thrives on a winning team, a culture that thrives on growth, then you're going to see that every single, most, most of your employees are going to actually emulate that. So that's why culture is the first thing that, that I always work on and the first thing that I always have people take a look at. So then if we say that culture is the identity of a business, the, the insights of it and how eventually they are going to be projected to the outside, so the folks that are going to get involved with you um, and your company in whatever you do, then the systems are the how. They're going to be the processes that make the first contact all the way to the final closeout happen as smooth as possible. Anytime we talk about systems, we come to the word smooth because everything needs to have a system from the way you answer the phone to the way you hang up the phone, to the email, to the follow-up email, to the closeout email. All of that is, is geared in steps because eventually what's gonna happen with systems and, and the way you do things and, and the how, uh, that is what is going to give you the key as to why perhaps you're not as profitable, as to why people are not happy, as to perhaps why you have the wrong person in the wrong seat. So all of that, uh, systems are going to show you a lot in the inner workings of your business that if you don't have them, 
um, you're, you're going to run into a problem eventually, especially when you grow. And if you do have them, but they're not optimized and they're not doing what they're intended to do, then you're going to see that there are going to be a draw on your resources. So systems are the second component that are very important. And at the same time, the systems need to be built around your culture. So if your systems are built in a way that they are coercive, for example, we'll use my research as an example, and you are gonna crack the whip on whoever for whatever reason, then people will follow the system out of fear. Then your systems would probably never be able to be optimized because everyone is afraid to speak up. So if we say everything is running kosher because I'm too afraid to say something, then we're missing a lot of opportunity there that we could have that could affect the culture for the better and your systems as well for the better. So then from the systems, then we go to profit or profitability. And a lot of folks may think that when I say profit, I mean uh, the return on investment in the cash form. Yes, that is one part of it. Um, if we go black and white and you're a for-profit business, profit is the return of your investment. If you did not want a profit or a return on that investment, then instead of owning a business, then might as well just work for somebody else, make a wage, and everything breaks even. There is no additional strain. I mean, there could be, but there's no additional strain of all the responsibilities that an entrepreneur uh, has on their back, right? So then really profit is going to be the result of culture and systems. So when you have the right culture, when you have that winning culture that is built around a mission, that is built around your strategy, and that culture is applied to your systems. When we do X, Y, Z, we do it with this in mind, knowing that the end result is going to be this and so on and so forth. Then that is going to translate into profitability. And if we talk about the return on investment aspect of it, yes, you're gonna take a lot more money home and, you, home and you're going to go ahead and divvy that up to the investors or to yourself or to the employees or whatever may have you. But at the same time, it's going to give you other things that perhaps are not as tangible. So when you, as an entrepreneur, you have a self-managing business that produces times six in its output, then you have more time for the things that are important to you as a person. Because this is when we come to the burnout and we come to the lack of um, work-life balance. So when your business flows in culture, when it flows in systems, then the profit is a lot more than the ROI in money, then it becomes additional time for you. It becomes that actual vacation where you can disconnect and you know damn well that the business is going to run. So the profitability in a business is just a lot more than, that, than money. It's, uh, it's a little bit more, at least in my opinion. Uh, for some folks that are just straight business, then the profitability is just money and returning your investment. Investors are happy or whoever gets the dividends at the end of the quarter, the, the year is happy. And that's it, right? And we get on our, on our own merry way. But that profitability, when you look beyond it, what it actually does is it 
allows you to see business in a in a different way and when you start to look at the way things are moving now in 2023 with the flexibility with the the flex hours the working from home that that freedom that the millennials and the the gen zers are starting to look for then you're gonna find that we're gonna have to move business in a different direction and that's something that we're gonna talk about in in subsequent episodes but profit is not just your return on investment there's a lot more than that so now that we talked about those uh, three things let's let's address the uh the monkey in the room uh so we are calling this the silverback entrepreneur podcast and why is that so when i was thinking about logos and thinking about things and how this whole thing comes together uh first of all i really like monkeys melissa really likes monkeys uh but i have always really been drawn to silverback gorillas so when we talk about a silverback we say that the silverback is the mature and experienced leader of that gorilla troop and when i bring it to the context of entrepreneurship then the silverback entrepreneur really represents the seasoned successful and wise business leader who has honed their skills to a level where they can overcome challenges and they have those valuable insights throughout their journey. So if I was to just give you 10 characteristics of the soberback entrepreneur, then I would tell you that those are leadership, resilience, mentorship, continuous learning, strategic thinking, emotional intelligence, which is one of the most uber important things going into 2023 networking innovation integrity and work life balance and the funny thing is these ten characteristics when i when i wrote them down and when i thought about them in retrospect they actually match the two CEOs, two of my uh, old CEOs that I am crazy grateful to and will always be indebted to for holding my hand and guiding me the way they did because they embody these these 10 characteristics to a T. And and that's why I went ahead and called it the uh, the silverback uh, entrepreneur and the the silverback uh, is what inspired me because when when you look at a, at a silverback gorilla, these are the, the things that that you see in the in the wild. So we'll talk about more of these things in depth. Um, but I just wanted to get this episode up here as the first episode and really saying thank you for those of you that are listening and that i really look forward to sharing some of the insights i have a lot of stuff prepared for you um and uh it's gonna be great it's gonna be it's gonna be fun so i'm i'm looking forward to it um and what we're gonna chat about next week is we are going to chat about this uh cash flow management system called profit first uh, some of you that know me that are listening to this know I am a profit first professional and 
Profit First is one of the ways that I help uh, my clients uh, manage their cash flow and get that control back of their, uh, on their finances, uh, both in the business and personal aspects. Uh, so a lot of you have asked me to talk about Profit First, so I'm gonna talk about Profit First next week. And you are actually going to have an opportunity if you want to try it out with me guiding you. Uh, I'm gonna give you that opportunity in next week's episode. Um, so that is it for this week. I will see you next week or I'll speak to you uh, next week. Uh, if you want to connect, I look forward to it. Uh, Instagram, TRG Consulting underscore uh, stands for the Rojas Group Consulting and Christian at rojasgroup.ca is uh, my email for anything that you need, feedback, anything that you want to hear. Um, I really look forward to this project. I look forward to connecting with all of you and see where this goes. Until next week, this is the Silverback Entrepreneur Podcast.